Welcome to the Five Stones Podcast. I am BJ Stagner. We invite you to join us each episode as we focus on encouraging words and thoughts to improve your day, conquer your giants, and build your faith from the Word of God. Wonderful, wonderful. Well, we're gonna we're gonna be in Matthew chapter five today. I want to thank everyone for joining us here on the Five Stones uh, podcast and devotions. Hope it's gonna be a blessing to your heart. Hope it's a blessing to your soul today, and uh, it'll be I sure do trust it'll be a benefit to you. It's been a benefit to me. We're gonna start out in Matthew chapter five. But I want to talk to you about the subject today of going the extra mile, going the extra mile. What that really means in our life. And uh, before you before you you turn it off and understand about the doctrinal issues of uh, Matthew five. I understand, and we will touch on that a little bit, so I'm not getting any kind of thing dispensationally uh, moved around. But in Matthew chapter 5, one simple verse, verse 41, the Bible says, And whosoever shall compel thee to go a mile, go with him twain, twain meaning twos, or go the extra mile. Go twice as far as someone has compelled you or asked you to go. Now realize that the Sermon on the Mount uh, is a doctrinal statement for a Jewish kingdom at the second advent of Christ, which sets up the millennial kingdom. And this is without, a, without, without argument, without a shadow of a doubt, uh, the right doctrine. We understand that. We know that. not mixing anything up. But remember, there's three applications to every scripture. There is a doctrinal application of which we we find that the doctrinal application for the Sermon on the Mount is not for us today. Uh, there's nothing in the Sermon on the Mount that is going to save you, that is going to do anything for your eternal salvation. You're not going to inherit the earth. That's not the place for the bride of Christ or for the church. Uh, but And then there's a historical application that we know it was it was written at one time. It was spoken at one time and or it has occurred or will occur sometime in history. But there's the inspirational slash practical spiritual application, practical applications that we can apply in our life that will benefit us, but mainly, guys, will benefit other people around us, okay? The Christian should live a charitable life with themselves uh, as with others. Uh, you know, and whosoever shall compel thee to go a mile, go with him twain. It, it's a practical spiritual application that you can apply in your life to be a blessing and a benefit to others in your days. So in Matthew chapter 12 and verse 41, the Bible says, The men of Nineveh shall rise in judgment with this generation and shall condemn it, because they repented at the preaching of Jonas. And behold, a greater than Jonas is here. The queen of the south shall rise up in judgment with this generation and shall condemn it, for she came from the uttermost parts of the earth to hear the wisdom of Solomon. And behold, greater than Solomon is here. And... Um, uh, verse 44, 43 says, When the unclean spirit has gone out of a man, he walketh through dry places, seeking rest, finding none. Uh, and he saith, uh, I will return unto my house from whence I came out. And when he has come, he findeth it empty, swept, and garnished. Now, there's a lesson here uh, that we can learn. There's a lesson that we can learn inside uh, that particular verse. And we know that when the Lord has cleansed someone, okay, when he's cleansed someone, and we know that they are, you know, they've gotten away from what the world has to offer, and they've gotten away from what the things have gone on, what ends up happening is that the things of the world continue to come back in. They can continue to come back in. Uh, old life, old sins, old actions, old reactions, uh, old ways, old thoughts, they come back in, uh, even though that person has been cleansed. If that person has not the Holy Spirit of God inside of them, as we would have read in verse 45, uh, the end of that man will be worse than the beginning. So I said that just as a sidebar note today. Okay, It's not part of necessarily the lesson. We're actually going to go to, believe it or not, to Mark chapter 12. I'm going to read that here in just a moment. But I said this as a uh, um, as a sidebar 
of what we're going to, what we do in our life, uh, because it matters to the Lord Jesus Christ. Okay, what we need to understand is that that the greatest thing in our world today is is not so much of 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 what we give, you know, but how we give it. We see that in Mark chapter 12, verses 41 and through 44, it says, And Jesus sat over against the treasury, and behold, how the people cast money into the treasury. And many that were rich cast in much. And there came a certain poor widow, and she threw in two mites, with which made a farthing. And he called unto, unto him his disciples, and saith unto them, Verily I say unto you, that this poor widow has cast more in than all they uh, which hath cast into the treasury. For all they did cast in of their abundance, but she of her want did cast in all that she had, even all her living. Well, but again, the lesson that you learn here, think about it as the pattern that we looked at. If somebody's compelled you to go one mile, go them twain. If the Lord has cleansed you, it truly cleansed you, okay? If the Lord has cleansed you, then open up your heart and your life to do unto others as he's done unto you. So now we find here that the Lord, and the lesson that we learn here is he's not so much concerned with what we give, but how we give it. And this is the truth with our time, our talent, and our treasure in this world. The Lord is concerned with how we give of those those three things. It, it it never has been an element of quantity with the Lord, but rather of quality. So friend, Christ is interested in uh, your motive for giving and how you give it. So therefore, if we're looking at how we, if we're compelled to go one mile, let's go with them twain. Let's go with them twice, go with them two times of what people have asked us to do. Christ is more interested in your motive to walk that extra mile, whether you walk the extra mile or not. Okay, uh, it, you know, it, it's whether or not you, you're dedicating it to a part of sacrifice for you on your part or, or what's your intentions. Are you trying to gain something for yourself or are you doing it to really and truly be a benefit to those that are around you? That's the key. That's what we're trying. That, that's what we want to focus on. And that's where the Lord wants us to be. This widow that we looked at there just a moment ago in Mark 12, uh, I mean, she's poorly dressed. She's out of place among most of the affluent people in the world uh, in there. And she gives two mites. The Lord says that's a farthing. It's worth in today's money about, you know, about a about a fourth of a penny, to be honest with you, uh, if that. And uh, and Christ said to her giving, you know, that, that she'd give it all because she'd given it unto him, unto the Lord and given it for him. That's where her heart was. It wasn't so much of how much, guys. It was how it was how she gave so it wasn't the quantity it was the quality so again i, I reiterate this point and then we're going to go over to romans 12 and i'm going to give you three quick points and we'll be done when we look in going the extra mile it's not so much of how much you do for someone or even what you're doing for other people it's why you're doing it, what your intentions are doing, it, what you're trying to achieve and reach uh, in their life and, and also maybe in your, your life as well. So Romans chapter 12, verses 1 and 2, that's where I want to look here this morning. The Bible tells us, it says, I beseech you therefore, brethren, by the mercies of God, that you present your bodies a living sacrifice, wholly acceptable unto God, which is your reasonable service. Be not conformed to this world, but be ye transformed by the renewing of your mind, that you may prove what is that good and acceptable and perfect will of God. And we just preached on this this past Sunday, so I'm, I'm definitely not um, reiterating that message at all. But, but the Christian has never been commanded, uh, we're never commanded to sacrifice our life by killing ourselves. 
Yet we may have to die for the name of Christ one day. That, that is a, a great possibility. There are thousands upon thousands upon thousands around the world today that are dying and they're being persecuted and suffering solely because of the name of the Lord Jesus Christ. Uh, uh, Christian persecution is alive and well throughout our world. Even though in the Western world we may not see it uh, like they do in other places. And in the Western world we may, I mean, you know, we may be uh, uh, shunned or we may be, you know, uh, judged or whatever uh, as for being a Christian, mocked out and made fun of. Uh, but that's very minuscule to what most people are probably enduring today in the world. Um and so there may come a time when the Christian has to choose between life and death of serving the Lord Jesus Christ. And I pray that you choose the right thing, which you got to choose Christ. But rather, the Lord today, he, he's more, he has required us to give our life over to him as a living sacrifice, to go the extra mile when we're compelled. And so what are the things that we can look at in our everyday life that I hope is a blessing to you this morning? Uh, is that we can go the extra mile by, first off, overlooking others' faults. Just overlooking a few things here. That's a hard pill to swallow. I get it, man. Uh, you know, I, it, it's, 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 it's struggling. It, it's a struggle a lot of times. But, but, but you know, the, the Lord tells us in, a, in, in, in Romans chapter 12, again, in, in verses 9 and 10, it says, Let love be without dissimulation. Abhor that which is evil. Cleave to that which is good. Be kindly affection one to another with brotherly love and honor preferring one another. How many times has it seemed uh, that we just we go on a fault-finding mission with other people's lives? You know, sometimes we should overlook the faults of others. We understand that. Sometimes we just need to, to watch and wait for the Lord. Uh, but going the extra mile means to, to exercise some effort in trying to understand where others are, either in their Christian life or their non-Christian life, or just life in general. The reality is that we we are not in we are not in their shoes. We don't know what other people are going through. We don't know what other people are experiencing. We don't know what uh, what struggles uh, uh, that people are are dealing with. Matthew seven teaches us to judge righteous judgment. Uh, so, so we must remember that that there uh, that if there's a beam in our own eye, remember that. So let's let's read that real quick. That's a good one. And again, I'm trying not to take so much time. Uh, uh, in your, your morning today. Uh, but when you begin to look at this beam and you begin to look at, at how we are to react toward other people, in Matthew chapter 7, uh, verses 1 through 5, it says, Judge not, this be not judged, for what judgment ye shall judge, uh, ye shall be, uh, ye shall be judged, and with what measure ye meet, it shall be measured to you again. And why beholdest thou the mote in thy brother's eye, but considerest not the beam in thine own eye? Or how wilt thou say to thy brother, Let me pull out thy mo the mote out of thine eye, and yet a beam is in thine own eye? Thou hypocrite, first cast out the beam out of thine own eye, and then shalt thou see clearly cast out the mote in, in thy brother's eye. You know, so in other words, you know, what he's saying here is that, you know, we, uh, if we look at other people and, and we find their faults and their problems and the, struggle and the issues they're going for and we, we judge them on that and yet we have our own problems, our own issues, at first we need to get, the, get the, the speck or the dust, get the big beam out of our own eye before we get the little speck out of their eye, if you will. Um, sometimes, guys, you just got to overlook people's faults. I'm not telling you overlook sin. I'm not telling you to... Um, to overlook things that are dangerous to you or to other people by no means at all. But we all have our shortcomings. We all have our failures. We all have our, our fallings, guys. And so there, there, there's a way that sometimes you just overlook a brother and sister's uh, faults to see that you may be able to help them sometimes. You ought to try to walk in their footsteps to see where they are. Going the extra mile uh, in the lives 
of other Christians is exercised in Galatians 6.1. Uh, Paul said, Brethren, if a man be overtaken in a fall, ye which are spiritual, uh, restore such a one in the spirit of meekness, uh, considering thyself, lest thou also be tempted. And, uh, you know, that's something that we often forget, I think, uh, you know, that, you know, people want to be spiritual. They want to act as if they're these spiritual giants. And yet then when uh, when a friend or a family member falls, is they're the first ones there to, to stomp them. Uh, sometimes, guys, let's just we need to overlook our brothers and our sisters faults, our shortcomings, uh, maybe the things that they say. Secondly, guys, we can go the extra the extra mile by overcoming our own faults. Here's another key. Look at verses 11 and 12, if you have your Bibles there. Romans 12, 11 and 12. It says, Not slothful in business, fervent in spirit, serving the Lord, rejoicing in hope, patient in tribulation, continuing instant in prayer. Guys, we all have faults, and those faults uh, can become sins if not dealt with appropriately. And as a Christian, we have been given the power to overcome those faults. One of the verses that I, I really wanted to bring in today is 1 John 4, 4, where he says, uh, uh, ye little children, ye are children of God and ye have overcome uh, the world. But he tells us in, uh, in, in verse 4, that greater is he that is in you than he that is in the world. We have the power to overcome the faults in our life. Verse 4 says, ye are of God, little children, and overcome them. Because greater is he that is in you than he that is in the world. That's 1 John 4.4. 4. Guys, we have the power to overcome whatever fault may be in our life, whatever we may be dealing with, whatever we may be struggling with. We have that power from within. We just got to have, we have to exercise it. Romans 5 tells us in verses 19 through 21, it says, For as by one man's disobedience many were made sinners, so by the obedience of one shall many be made righteous. Moreover, the law entered that the offense might abound, but where sin abounded, grace did much more abound. That as sin hath reigned unto death, even so might grace reign through righteousness unto eternal life by Jesus Christ our Lord. Guys, there, there is our source of overcoming our own faults. As a matter of fact, that's our same source of being able to overlook others' faults. Faults many times, uh, there, there are weights in our life that will, if not dealt with appropriately, become sin, but they're not always sin. Uh, it was the Apostle Paul who wrote um, unto the Hebrews, uh, the Hebrew believers, I should say, in uh, Hebrews chapter 12. He said, lay aside every weight and the sin that doth easily beset us and let us run the race with patience, run with, run with patience the race uh, that is set before us. Uh, the truth of the matter is, is that it is going to take us going the extra mile in our own life. It's going to take us going the extra mile uh, in ourselves to lay aside the weight, lest they become sin in our life, to overcome our own faults. Um, you know, you must first go to the source, Romans 13, 14, but put you on the Lord Jesus Christ and make not provision for the flesh to fulfill the lust thereof. It's a very simple verse, guys, but we can go, we can overcome our own faults through the blood of the lamb. He's given us the power from within. So guys, the first two things that we find, if we're going to go the extra mile, not only can we go the extra mile in our own life by uh, overcoming our own faults, we can go the extra mile in other people's lives by overlooking their faults. And thirdly today, we still find in Romans chapter 12, is that we can go the extra mile by offering to help friends, family, and foes. Uh, friends, families, and foes. Romans 12 verses 13 through 15 says, uh, distributing to the necessity of the saints given to hospitality, bless them that persecute you and curse not. Rejoice with them that do rejoice and weep with them that weep. When given the opportunity, guys, we should help others when we can. Remember, the Lord is interested in how we give, not so much in what we give. 
He's interested in how we give and our intentions, not so much the quantity of what we're given. He's interested in what our motives are of giving. And lastly, beloved, I want you to see this, is that we can go the extra mile by operating our faith, operating our faith. Uh, Romans 12, again, verses 16 through 18 says, and be of the same mind toward uh, one another, toward another, uh, one toward another, sorry, mind not high things, but condescend to men of low estate, uh, be not wise in your own conceit. Recompense no man evil for evil. Provide things honest in the sight of man. And if it be possible, as much as lieth in you, live peaceably with all men. Guys, the bottom line is this. In all that we do and all that we say, we need to keep keep in the mind, in our mind, the mind of Christ who had the, the mind of a servant. We read that in the book of Philippians. Paul testifies. It says, let this mind be in you, which was first in Christ. And uh, it, it was a servant's mind. That's what we know. We should have the same mind one toward another. We should operate and exercise our faith and go in the extra mile in our own life so that we can have that mind one toward another. John 10 tells us this and tells us a very clear statement. Verse 27 says, my sheep hear my voice and I know them and they follow me. And he says, and I give unto them eternal life that they may never perish, neither shall any man pluck them out of my hand. My Father, which give them me, is greater than all, and no man is able to pluck them out of my Father's hand. I and my Father are one. Beloved, the Father with the extra mile when he gave his only begotten Son, the Lord Jesus Christ. The Bible tells us, and whosoever, whosoever shall compel thee to go a mile, go with them twain. So there's the challenge for us today, guys. If somebody's going to compel you or ask you to go one mile, are you willing to go two? Are you willing to go the extra mile in overlooking their faults? Are you willing to go the extra mile in overcoming your own faults? Are you willing to go the extra mile in operating your faith and offering to help friends, families, and foes? Are you willing to do that in your life today? Guys, that's the key right there. That's the difference that's going to help you grow in grace. That's the difference that's going to help us through this life to be a blessing to those that are around us. Hey, guys, I want to thank you so much for joining us today. I hope and pray this was a blessing to you this morning. And uh, I just I hope that it, it, it just helps you out at least uh, not only maybe through today, but I hope it helps you out uh, throughout the weeks and the months and the years to come. God bless you all. We'll see you next time. Thank you so much for joining us for this week on the Five Stones Podcast. Let me invite you to subscribe and join us each week for more encouraging messages from the Word of God. We pray that you have a wonderful and blessed day.